Welcome to the Exodus Health Center podcast. These seminars are recorded live Monday nights at 7 at the Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we believe that God needs no help, just no interference. Tonight's workshop is entitled Maximize Your Brain, everything you need to know about getting the most out of our body's most important organ. It's presented by Dr. David Jockers, and now here's Dr. David. All right, guys, so, you know, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to see kind of what they're doing in Africa and taking all those HIV and so that, that video was done maybe uh, four months ago or so. Now that clinic that they have, they actually have two hospitals, they're seeing over 4,000 patients right now, and it's supposed to double by like, in like six months because there's just such a huge need. And uh, so it's just incredible. A, lot of do- a couple of doctors like Dr. Jessica sold her practice and then moved out there, right, just to serve and, and just to give. So just incredible things. Completely maximized living, guys, is, is, is really an international program, an international a health delivery system that's absolutely focused and committed to changing the way that healthcare is viewed and delivered um, in the world, right? And, and, and what people, the way people look at health. And so we're going to go into that a little bit today, but, but our topic, our focus today is really maximizing your brain. And who here would love to have just an incredible memory where you remember everything, right? So everybody in here, exactly. That's right. Who here has ever seen, but who here, on the flip side, who's ever seen somebody, for example, or or known a a family member with Alzheimer's or something like that? Probably a lot of you guys. In fact, uh, one of our patients, I don't know if she's here tonight, Angie, but Angie brought, um, Angie takes care of uh, two ladies with Alzheimer's, and she brought one of them in when she was coming in to get adjusted last week, and uh, the lady was sitting in there while I was adjusting Angie, and, um, and, and she kept saying, where's my husband, where's my husband, where's my husband? And Angie said, her husband's been dead for 12 years, right? And she kept saying that. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know what? I would never, and and, and nobody ever wants to be like that. I would never want to be like that. You know, I'd never, you know, want to lose my mind like that and really have no idea of my identity. And so this is what what this is about. Not only improving overall function, right? This is about, this is a performance-based workshop, which is really, really cool. But ultimately, we also have to remember the consequences, so when we're violating the rules we're going to talk about tonight, there are dire consequences. And those consequences are being a 68-year-old lady like, like this lady was, right, and having full-blown Alzheimer's for the last six years of her life, right? So, um, so that, those are the consequences. So let's go into this. So here we go. Whoop, running through some things. <laughs> Let me, uh, yeah, exactly. It wants to focus on that. There we go. And, all right. Well, it just wants to flip through it. So, anyways, if you could see that, Maximize Living focuses on creating a healthy mind, maximum nerve supply. So, this is how you learn quickly right here. You got to see that quickly. Maximum nerve supply, maximize nutrition, functional fitness, and minimizing toxins in our life. And so, when we're talking about the nerve system, we're talking about the brain is there any more vital organ in our body? Of course not, right? Brain is everything. In fact, your brain-body connection is really your experience of life, meaning this, that your brain obviously conceptualizes what your environment outside is doing, and then the feedback your brain gets from your eyes, from your ears, from all of your joint receptors in your body, 
right, from, from your, your tongue, right, from all of those different receptor sites, that creates an image in your brain and gives you really your experience in life, right? So it would be safe to say, would everybody agree that somebody who's blind has a completely different life experience than somebody who's not blind, right? Exactly. How about somebody who's deaf? Obviously, completely different life experience. Somebody who's paralyzed, completely different life experience because really it's a brain-body connection. So we can all have per somebody who's blind has a perfectly functioning brain, right? But one of the inputs into that brain that creates the environment that they live in, right, the environment and, and the, the picture of their reality is completely different. And I was watching this cool documentary, and it was um, this, this kid, he's, uh, he's like 14 years old, and he was blind when he was 7 years old. He had, he had a retinoblastoma, so he had a cancer in his retina. They had to take out his eyes, and he was blind. His mother never, she, she never wanted him to believe that he was handicapped or crippled, though. So she kept telling him, you can see, you can see, right? And so what happened was that he actually developed this, this ability to hear. In fact, he walks around, he'll click his tongue like this, just like this. He'll just walk around, click his tongue, and he hears. And what, I can't remember exactly what they, what they called it, but his tongue, at, but basically the sound off of his tongue bounces off things, goes into his ears. Did you know, Minerva? Echolocation. Echolocation, exactly. That's what it is. Right, bounces off things, goes right into his ears, and he can hear depth perception. They showed, they showed video of this kid, he's skateboarding, he's riding a bike. In fact, he wasn't just riding a bike, he got up on the seat with his feet. I couldn't do that, right? He's like, got his hands like this, he's riding a skateboard, he goes right in between two parked cars with the skateboard, just making the whole time, he's making the sound. And they were studying because he's, he's the best echolocator that they've ever seen in the, his, you know, in, in, in the world. And so they were thinking, obviously, his brain, imagine the makeup of his brain, right? So all, those, all the receptor sites in his brain where his eye input would, would be, right? His ear input is now taken over those regions and grown with this extreme density. And that's the greatest thing. There's a, there's a term called neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity. So let's say that, neuroplasticity. And what that means is it's the ability of the brain to reshape itself at all times, right? And so whatever input is coming in on a regular basis, we can reshape our brain, we can reshape our nervous system. And so that can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. And so let's go into this. And so obviously taking care of that brain-body connection is absolutely critical. And we'll talk more about that. But if we cut the nerve to the heart, what happens to the heart? It dies, right? You guys see that? The brain-body connection controls everything in our body so in our office, the way that we actually analyze that brain-body connection, the way that we actually assess it to see exactly how well your brain is healing your body and controlling it is through these nerve scans and x-rays, right? And obviously, we see a nerve scan like this, right? How is that person functioning and adapting to their environment, successfully or non-successfully? Non-successfully, right? And those of you guys that got that orange sheet, some of my patients got that orange sheet, right? It said all disease, right? Disease or most degenerative disease, I should say. Degenerative disease, right? Comes about when our body is was maladapting, right? Not successfully adapting to its environment for a long period of time. So a whole series of poor adaptations and what happens? Our body becomes sick and diseased. And so a way that we see that graphically is we do the nerve scans and we can obviously see lots of colors. Now we see something like this on the flip side, right, how is this person adapting to their environment? 
a whole lot better, right? Exactly. And so now they're functioning, they're adapting a whole lot better. So if you're a guest here, we're going to give you an opportunity. Typically, people that come out to the workshops want to come in and they want to get assessments done in our office, things like that. So I'm glad that you are here because towards the end, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to really make that, to make that assessment. So, um, so just keep your, your head out for that. Now, movement equals life, right? And so uh, who got that last um, newsletter that I sent out uh, yesterday? Some of you guys got that. We talked about how movement is life. And so really your brain responds to movement. It's one of the most important nutrients for your brain is movement. And so when we look at this brain-based movement, here are a couple specifics. We all, so there's tons of research that goes out that's, that's come out and it's shown that exercise in general is good for your brain, right? And I think everybody in here would, would understand that without seeing the research, right? It brings more oxygen, right? It allows more blood supply to get up into the brain, more nutrients. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of different hormones to be released and secreted into the brain. So a lot of good things from there. But there are specific exercises that are more functional for brain, for basically for building and enhancing brain function. One of those is a cross-call exercise. So when a baby is born, that infant, believe it or not, right, its brain is small. It's got to develop quickly. And so part of the baby actually developing brain function is using receptors, using touch. So one of the things, what does a baby do? Take, grabs everything, doesn't it? Right? So the baby will go for everything, try to stick its hands in everything, electrical outlets, right? everything. And then it wants to put everything where? In its mouth, right? Because guess where, the, guess where some of the, the most, the highest density of receptors are in a couple different areas of your body? Your hands, right? And your mouth, right? Absolutely. So really high level of receptor sites in those areas, okay? Also in your spine as well, especially upper cervical spine. And so when a baby is doing that, it's actually building and enhancing its brain. Another big thing that an infant does to, to build its brain is crawl, right? So when it's crawling, believe it or not, that motion, okay, is linking both hemispheres in the brain. So you guys, most of you guys know we have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere, and we have a part that links them. It's called the corpus callosum, right? B links those two, right? And so what happens is when, when the baby is crawling, okay, it's linking and, and synchronizing those two hemispheres. And when you synchronize the two hemispheres, right, you get an exponentially more powerful effect. And so what happens is that that is critical. So in our society for a while, I don't know if it's still popular, but for a while, instead of the baby crawling, what did they put the baby in? A walker, right? It's like they stuck it in a walker. So guess what happens? Babies that have been put in walkers, they actually, are, studies have shown that they actually have an enhanced level of learning disability, right? Because they miss that critical time when they should have been linking those two hemispheres. So we don't want to miss out on these critical regions. Now, here's the great news, that we can still do cross-crawl exercises, and they are powerful for our brain. Our brain also loves novel movements. So what that means is new movement patterns. So when we're moving our bodies in unique and new ways, it actually creates a learning response in our brain that's powerful for it. Um, balance and stability exercises, very, very powerful for our brain. And then, of course, putting our body into a state of oxygen debt. So who's been to our surge training class before? Some of you guys have, right? So you know how when you're out of breath, okay, that has a powerful effect because what happens then is that when you put yourself into that state of being out of breath, some of you guys have done max fit, what happens then is that your body, your metabolism actually um, starts to change and you actually start burning fat. You secrete certain hormones like human growth hormone 
and you start burning fat after that, after you catch your breath, you start burning your fat and your metabolism kicks up quite a bit for the next 36 hours, right? And so you start just breaking down fat as fuel for, for a long time. And so the key with the oxygen debt is we want to get ourselves into that state, but not for a long period of time. A, sh a high intensity, short time period exercise, very, very powerful for enhancing certain hormones in our body to do that. So cross crawl exercise. So I want everybody to come up. We're going to do a little bit of this, okay? So we're going to get you guys up and moving because when you're up and moving, you, you learn more effectively. So everybody up? Okay. So if you can see me, if not, look to the person in front of you, okay? Um, but what we're going to do right here, and everybody make sure you give, give yourself some room, okay? Is we are going to run, okay? And we're going to just kind of slap, like my right hand will slap my left knee. My left hand will slap my, le my right knee or thigh or whatever it is. Now, if anybody here has knee problems, okay, just, just move your hands really quick and just don't, uh, don't actually pick your feet up. Just kind of move your knees slightly, okay? So everybody make sure you have some room. And uh, we're going to do this as fast as we can for 30 seconds to a minute, okay? And so you guys ready? Here we go. We're going to get ourselves into oxygen debt. This is going to improve our balance and our stability because we're going to be moving a lot of different body parts at once. It's going to be new because most of you guys haven't done this before, and we're applying the cross crawl because we're getting our right hand and our left, left hand onto our opposite body part. And here's one big tip. If you can get a really good hip rotation like this, you'll actually, you'll actually uh, enhance your brain function even more. So you guys ready? Get a really good hip rotation when you're doing this, okay? All right, here we go, guys. Ready and go. There we go. Guys are doing great. Good. There we go. Good. Should be dizzy by now. Good. 20 seconds in. Keep going, guys, as fast as you can. Fast as you can. Good. Last 20. Last 20. Woo! Guys are doing great. 10 seconds. You can do it. 7, 6, 5, 4. Two, one, and yes. Woo! Give everybody, give somebody a high five. Woo! All right. Good job, guys. Out of way, Karen. Out of way, Dem. All right, Brenna. All right. Woo! Good job, guys. So we did a cross crawl. Got you guys up. We're burning fat now. Don't worry. The big brain shake's coming later, so that'll come. We're going to make a shake. All right, but we did the cross crawl. We did a new movement. We provided some balance and stability. There's a lot of good things you can do, like using a stability ball, doing all different types of exercises, even just taking one leg at a time, right? Kind of closing your eyes and holding and balancing with one leg is phenomenal. And you can even alternate like this right here, okay? And close your eyes. Of course, you know, if you, if you just start, you want to do it against the wall, right? But after a while, you can start to do that. You start providing that balance and stability, and that's going to naturally enhance brain function. Not to mention, it's going to help strengthen, if you're doing it with your legs, it's going to help strengthen your ankles, which is, which is extremely important, and it's going to help prevent falls. And that is so critical, because what puts more people in the hospital every year than anything else? Laying and steady up, falls. And, what, and unfortunately, what kills more people than anything else? 
Well, um, not falls, but the hospital, right? <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Not the place you want to be, right? So, exactly. So, all right. So, let's, let's go into this a little bit, okay? So, neurobic exercises. So, so, kind of a new concept right here. It's called neurobics. And so, a couple major things outside of just moving our body like we just did. There's a couple big things that we can do to really uh, start to implement you know, and really start to, um, to enhance brain function. One of those things um, is, uh, is change our typical morning routine, okay? So this is, uh, this is actually a book that's out. It's by um, this guy right here, Lawrence Katz. And he talks about brushing your teeth with your left hand. Who's ever heard brushing your teeth with your left hand would be good for your brain, right? Exactly. So I used to do that before tests, right, when I was in school. I'll brush my teeth with my left hand today because that's going to help my brain, right? Um, <laughs> Comb your hair with your, your left, yeah, your left hand, right, or or with your your non-dominant hand, exactly. So so eat your your, you know, if your your shake or whatever you're having for breakfast, right, with your non-dominant hand. Okay. He also talks about if you're working in an office, keep an ongoing chess game. So you have this chess game or checkers game or whatever it is, and somebody comes up and they take a you know a little work break and they come over and they make the next move, right? Then they leave, okay, and somebody else comes. Right, comes by and they make the next move, right, or whatever it is. And so you kind of keep that, and it just provides a new, just a novel way of thinking for a short period of time, right? So they're not playing a full game, but let's say you're working at a computer. Who here works at computers for their job, right? A lot of people. So, so imagine this. So you're working at the computer. You're doing whatever it is you're doing. You get up. There's a chess game going on. You sit there for two minutes. You think about everything that's going on. You make the next move. Then you go back. And you're working. An hour later, you come back, you make the next move. It's going to start to, obviously, um, you're going to have to to recruit new neural fibers, right, new neurons, because you're thinking different. You're thinking novel thoughts. And that is key. One of the big key things is that we're consistently putting new demands on our system. Um, He talks about visiting a farmer's market, just taking in sizes, different sizes, different shapes. And you can do this even just taking a walk. Right, taking all the different sizes, the different trees, the different colors, the colors of the flowers, smell different things. In fact, there's a great book. It's called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. Anybody heard of that book? No. Some of you guys, if you've heard of that, Melissa, yeah. And it's a great book, and it, and it talks about Leonardo da Vinci, of course, a Renaissance man. He had all of these multi-talent, you know, he had so many different talents. And um, what he would do is he would spend time every single day focusing on one sense. Right, so he'd focus on everything that his body, his joint receptors were sensing at one period of time. Right, he'd focus on everything that he smelled, and he would keep a journal and he would write down all the different smells that he smelled in that moment. Everything that he heard. Right, and so he would isolate and focus on one sense at a time. Because of that, he was able to exponentially enhance brain function. It was a pretty powerful thing. Okay, also talks about closing your eyes and opening wide. So, so basically. Try this. A great thing, great way to do it is, um, let's say you make a meal, okay, and instead, so if somebody makes you a meal, instead of just looking at it and identifying it, close your eyes and try to smell it, right, or taste it and identify what it is and what the ingredients are. And then um, introduce novelty like we talked about. So new movement patterns, new things in your life. If you always take the same route to work, take a different route. If you always go on the same route when you're taking a walk, take a different walk, right? Um, walk your dog differently or whatever it is. Introduce novelty on a regular basis. Wh- who here is, is, a, uh, is a routine junkie, right? Just gets on the routine. And there's pros and cons to that. Nothing wrong with that, guys. I am too. I'm like that. So, 
That's right. So, so here's the thing. So it's like we get on a routine, right? And we never want to break that. We, don't, we just kind of want to stick to our routine. And so there's nothing really necessarily wrong with that. That can really be a strength. And in fact, I, I look at it as, as a strength. However, we always want to have the flexibility to be able to do anything kind of on the whim because that's going to be powerful and effective for our brain function. So advanced learning. So this is a, a really powerful thing that really helped me through... Uh, I started using this when I was in graduate school, and uh, you know I was able to take. I took the maximum amount of hours, um, more than anybody else in my class, and I was top of my class, right? And I worked two jobs all the way through graduate school. And so, not to say anything about me, but the reality is this works well, okay? And it's the same mindset, the same concept we use with exercise, where we wanna we wanna do things with a high intensity for a short period of time, okay? So. Most people, when they're studying or when they want to learn something, they like lock themselves in a room. Anybody, any students here, by the way? Anybody? No? Okay, some, somebody in the back there? They lock themselves in the room, and they just try to study for hours and hours and hours, and they think quantity of time is going to allow them to remember it. Guys, I will tell you that doesn't work. Quantity really doesn't work. It's really about quality time. And so here's how we do it. It's bursts of information. Number one is we want to learn with a purpose. So we want to learn with what? Purpose. purpose. That's right. So you got to have a purpose behind why you're learning it. So the reason why you guys are here, remember I started at the beginning and I said, who here would like to have incredible memory? Who here would like to re you know, reverse or prevent Alzheimer's? And everybody was like, yeah. So guess what our purpose is? Improve our memory and prevent right uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Exactly. So we got our purpose. Now we got to get excited about it, right? So who's excited about, about having incredible memory? Who's excited? Woo! All right, so we want to get that level of excitement about it. That is key. So one of the things I would always say before, before I sat down to study, I would always say I'm so grateful and excited to learn this incredible information that's going to radically transform my life, right? And I try to say that as loud as I could, even if I was studying organic chemistry, right? So I was like, you know, it's like, hey, listen, you know, I, got, I had to make purpose of it and I had to get excited about it. Right? So one of the things that we learned today was that life, right, or movement equals life, right? And we learned about cross-crawl, new movements, new exercises, and neurobics, right? So those are some of the things that we learned. So we want to get excited about those things because here's the thing. I, I always ask my patients when they come in the office after a workshop, I, I always say, so what's one thing that you remember? What do you remember from, from Monday night? And they're always like, um... And it's like Wednesday, and they're like, uh, gosh, you made that shake. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yeah. So we want to really remember these things, right? We want to have a powerful memory. we got to maintain that excitement. we also got to take breaks, right? So we can't just um, necessarily just focus, 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 focus. we got to be, be willing and, and able to take breaks from time to time. So we'll do that. Get our body moving just like we did. Right? We want to ask ourselves questions on a consistent basis. We want to ask ourselves different questions, particularly questions that are going to help apply the topic into our lives. So if we know the different aspects of neurobics, right? So we know one of those aspects is changing kind of our morning roulette, right? So then a great question is, well, how am I going to do that? Right? So how do I, how do I um, brush my teeth, right? Do I do it with my right hand or my left? So then how can I change that routine? Right? So we start asking questions that are applicable questions into our life. And it's the same thing. Anytime that we're studying something, right, whether even no matter what topic it is, 
if we're trying to learn something, we always want to ask questions because that's going to give us more detail. And when we start to provide more detail into different things that we're trying to memorize and learn, right, then we add more complexity and depth to it, and that's going to allow us to, to remember it at a higher level. Of course, apply things to our life, get excited with breakthroughs. So when you get a breakthrough, when you understand something at a higher level, you don't want to just say, okay, cool, right? You want to just absolutely celebrate, go over the top and celebrate that. Higher levels of emotion link things into your memory centers at a much greater level, okay? And so one incredible thing that you can do, okay, for, for your brain. So if you're ever, who here ever has brain fog, okay? Anybody? So God, I, I remember I used to too. We're going to talk a lot about that different nutritional things. We're going to go into nutrition and stuff like that. But one great way to break brain fog is what we just did with a little cross crawl routine. Or you can even do something like this, right? Do this right here, kind of like what we do in our surge class a lot, right? So you do zigzag, cross crawl zigzags. Cross crawl exercises at a high intensity like that will very powerful at breaking brain fog and really helping, helping excite your brain function. So that's something amazing that you can do at any time. You just feel just a little sluggish, a little bit slow, something like that. Guess what? We want to do a burst, but we want to apply that cross-crawl burst because not only is that going to get the oxygen up into our brain and increase the blood flow, but at the same time, we're also going to be linking those hemispheres. Okay? So who's excited about that? That's a breakthrough, right? Exactly. So you guys don't need to live your life with brain fog on a regular basis. Right now, if it's a chronic problem, we've got to address other issues. But now you know how to address it in the short term. And we want to, what's that? Is that you? No, that's not. That's Anthony Robbins, right? Exactly. Yep. So somebody I've learned a lot from, though. We've got to link happiness and success to learning as well. We've got to link amazing amounts of happiness and love with learning. So Anthony Robbins is a great example because this guy right here, no college education, right? Completely self-learned. He's a... You know, I don't know how much money, you know, he's got incredible amount of success, money, fortune. He's worked with um, some of the top athletes in the world. He's worked with the presidents, prime ministers of different countries. Every, I mean, so many people have called him, and the experiences he's had in his life um, are so incredibly deep. He's, um, I mean, uh, you know, he's done so much, in, in my opinion, he's done an incredible lot for, for, for mankind and really helping people reach goals that they have in their life. And, um, you know, he's completely self-learned. Now, one thing that he talks about in his biographies is he fell in love with learning, right? He just absolutely fell in love with it. And I can really relate with that because it was the same thing that happened to me. I was never, in high school, I really wasn't a great student. I wasn't motivated. All of a sudden, at some point in college, I fell in love with learning about the body and how, how, how God created us in physiology, and I, you know, I've just taken off from there. So you have to, at some level, fall in love with learning. And then remember this, guys. If you want to remember something, Heavy emotions stimulate memory centers. So this is one thing that we want to link into our mind and into our body. When we use our body in some way, right? So we use our, our physical body and couple it with a thought process, a memory, or even, um, even a, uh, a scriptural quote or whatever. We want, to, we want to remember the Bible or we want to remember a different scripture out of the Bible. Whatever it is, we link it in with our body with a physical move. It's going to help anchor it into our body, okay, and into our mind. So one, one great way is anything that happens that's positive in your life, somebody says something nice to you, whatever it is, um, you, you do something that you deem successful, you link it in. You can, it could even be something as simple as a fist pump, and you go, yes, right? 
But at the same time, if, if something negative happens to you, right, or somebody says something bad to you, give no physical manifestation of that, right? You can delete it out of your brain quickly if you don't rerun that thought and don't give it any physical life. But you can, so what we want to do is we want to really have a short memory when it comes to those negative things, right? And a, and a very strong, powerful memory when it comes to the positive things in our life. And that's how we do that. We start using our body and we link heavy emotions with those different things, right? So high five, I love high fives, right? High fives are great because they, they, they get your body moving. It's a celebration, right? And, and after a high five, what does everybody do? They smile, don't they? Right? Have you ever seen somebody give a high five and they're like all mad? Very rarely, right? Very rare. So they're always smiling afterwards. So we're going to go into this. So toxic top 12. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start moving quickly, but don't worry, guys. I do have notes coming out. But by now, you should remember how to learn things quickly. So we're going to move quick, right? So here we go. Toxic top 12. These are the things that will destroy brain cells and, and, and lead you on that path to Alzheimer's. So here we go, top 12, there they are. So there's your brain, there's your brain on fire, right? Exactly, so this is what we do to our bodies when we do these things. Number one, first thing we gotta understand is that we have a fat head, right? And so two main components that make up our brain are fat and water. So if we're gonna change and we're gonna enhance our brain, what are the two biggest things we can look at in our diet um, as far as our brain goes? Fat and water. You guys see that? So first thing is don't drink tap water, okay? Anybody here drink tap water? A couple people do. Guess what you're not going to do now? Drink tap water. You got to be excited about that. Woo! All right, good. <laughs> That's right. Great. So we don't drink tap water. It's way toxic. Chlorine, fluoride. We're going to talk about the fluoride and the effects that has, but we, all this stuff is so toxic. So What's a better water source? Filtered. Fil filtered. Reverse osmosis would be the best way of filtering it. Completely clean it out, right? So we reverse osmosis. Then what do we put in it? Salt. Put a tiny, tiny bit of, of Himalayan salt. And you can email me if you want a recipe for that. And then what can you squeeze in it? Lemon, lemon or lime, right? Exactly. Who does that? Who squeezes the lemon? Awesome. Good. Great. That helps alkalize it, provide more vitamin C, more magnesium, more, um, more potassium, and helps your body burn and metabolize fat more effectively, and helps your liver detox. So very powerful. So we want to stay away from the tap water. We also want to get rid of fats that kill, okay? So our fats that kill are vegetable fats. That's going to be soybean oil, safflower, corn oil, cottonseed, peanut oil, um, you know, all these different oils that we see right up here. And so trans fats, by the way, Probably the worst nutritional things you could possibly do for your brain is eat trans fats, okay? And so we got to take those things out. Here's the hard part. You go to the store, you pick up salad dressing, you pick up, uh, you know, any processed foods, you pick up even like tomato sauce and stuff like that. You flip it over and you're looking at the label, guess what it's got in there? All that stuff, right? Canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, all that kind of stuff. So we got to really start making these changes in our diet as well. We got to we got to really read labels, okay? And we got to make these changes. What's the best salad dressing? Olive oil. Olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. What else can you put on there? Vinegar. What type of vinegar? Raw apple cider. 
apple cider vinegar and Rana said raw. Exactly, that's the way to do it. Or you can squeeze lemon or lime, right? Exactly, you squeeze lemon or lime on there. That's good stuff, okay? And you can put some different herbs, all right? So sugar substitutes. So sugar we know is not that good, and we're going to talk about that. But what's worse than sugar is all the fake sugars. So that would be like Splenda, okay? So if you really want to poison your brain and get Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and, um, and Lou Gehrig's disease and, you know, you name one of those, um, guess, what, guess what you do? You use these things. Okay, you want to get brain cancer, you use this stuff. Aspartame, Splenda, right? Splenda and sucralose, that's the same thing. You guys know that? Same thing. Sweet and low is, I believe, aspartame. Uh, or no, NutraSweet is aspartame. Yeah, but equal, all that stuff. If you see Acefultame K, right, that's really toxic. Basically, if you flip over, flip over a label and it reads like you're in a chemistry class, you do what? You stay away, you leave it there, you drop it and run, right? That's what we always say. So, who knows somebody that drinks Diet Coke? I'm sure everybody does, right? This is really, really, really bad for you. Unfortunately, Diet Coke sponsored, I think, the Olympics, you know, or whatever it was. They sponsor all kinds of sporting events. So people think, for whatever reason, that it's healthy for us. Guys, that stuff is absolutely ridiculously toxic. In fact, the regular Coke would actually be better than a Diet Coke, okay? So believe it or not, we've got to stay away from that. What's our better sweeteners? Stevia. Stevia, that's right. Stevia, definitely our best sweetener. Xylitol would be all right. Xylitol. Um, and then I would rather you see use like a, a honey or something like that. Um, and then, of course, we'll talk about some herbs that we would put in there, okay? Agave, a lot of people use agave. Agave is very, very high in fructose, so it's really not... It's not any better than honey. I mean, they're, they're kind of right there. It's really not that great. So we, we definitely can't think of that as an unsafe, as a good sweetener. It's really what not that good. Stevia? stevia has no effect on our blood sugar at all, right? In fact, studies have shown that it actually helps lower our blood sugar or stabilize our blood sugar. So because of that, you know, it's completely natural, you know, and it has no effect on the blood sugar. That's why it's, it's where it is. Now, one thing that's hard to get but uh, is, is an acceptable sweetener is Lohan extract. Very low glycemic fruit in the Caribbean, um, and so Lohan extract is good, but it's harder to get and it's more expensive, but you'll see it in some things. So, what do you guys think? Is MSG safe? No. Who knows what MSG is? Monosodium glutamate, right? So, all of our favorite things, our Campbell's soups, our chips, what's this right here? Who knows what that is? Ramen, who ate ramen noodles years ago, right? I know I did, right? I, was, I ate all this stuff. Ramen noodles, we got cheese puffs right here, Cheetos, our, even our Pringles. Aren't, aren't the Pringles supposed to be the healthier ones, right? So all this stuff, MSG. Our fast food restaurants, too. So um, not, not to offend anybody, but, um, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, I don't really know why, but they think that like Zaxby's, and Chick-fil-A are like healthy fast food. That's healthier than McDonald's and Burger King. What I've heard is that those restaurants use a lot more MSG, actually, believe it or not, than a lot of these other restaurants. Also, your Asian buffets, right? There's a grand Asian buffet. You stay away from that, okay? Stay away from those places. They load, load it up with MSG. One of the most powerful neurotoxins in our body right, that we can possibly put in our body destroys brain cells just literally rips them up and destroys them. 
So there we go, our KFC right there. Um, you know, this is um, instant brain damage. You see this, ramen noodles? <laughs> there you go, exactly. So that's good stuff right there. Okay, he's got the MSG right there printed on his forehead. Okay, so it's in all this stuff, Chinese food, frozen dinners, ramen noodles. You know, I'm always amazed, you guys can look at that. I'm always amazed when you go down the frozen food section, right, and you're looking at everything, see, it would seem like, based on the labels, that, that like they got like the healthiest food there, right? Because it's like on one section, one door you see healthy choice. That should be healthy, right? Then you see lean cuisine. Then you see smart ones, weight watchers. It's like, it's like all these healthy promotions. But look at this. This stuff is so ridiculously toxic. Frozen dinners are a quick way to develop Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, early dementia, all that kind of stuff. We stay away from frozen dinners. What do we stay away from? Frozen dinners and Chick-fil-A, right? And so you can see right here, these guys, they're just, so everyone else is, is labeling it like smart ones and um, Weight Watchers. These guys, they just decided, this company decided they, they would just be um, honest with people, right? And so you can see, obviously, genetically modified, triple the MSG in there. They've got box-raised tortured chicken with tasty genetically modified corn, tomato, and trout genes. Right, so they got the trout genes in there. That's good. We need those. Um, small snail broccoli. So they got the snail genes in the broccoli. Um, human gene spliced potato. Right. So um, they got all the good genetically modified stuff. It says the FDA is approved. It promotes excessive brain tumors and premature death. Okay. Good. So at least we know what's going on. Microwavable for added carcinogen. So, because guess what? Is microwave good or bad? Bad. A microwave, very toxic. If you microwave water and you take that water and you put it in a plant, what happens to the plant? It dies, right? So guess what that means? We should be 70% water. Most people are about between 40 and, and 60%, right? But think about this. If it kills the plant, what does it do to us? Kills us, right? Exactly. So when I learned that years ago, because I used to like to use a microwave, guess what I did with my microwave? I threw it out. I had no more need for it, right? I just tossed it out. I was like, get rid of this thing. It's a death trap, right? So got rid of it. So heavy metals, okay? Mercury is the second most toxic substance on the planet. I think it's, um, what is it, uranium or something like that. That's the most toxic. Has a very strong affinity for our brains and organs. So who got that, that newsletter, Selenium, the Mercury Magnet? Any of you guys get that? Some of you guys read that? If you're not getting the newsletters... You want to make sure you're reading those because you're getting tons of nuggets in those, in those newsletters. You want to make sure that you get that. Okay, so mercury, very toxic, aluminum, right, all these heavy metals. So we have our top sources of different toxins, right, for kids particularly, it's, it's the vaccines. They're very, very loaded with, you know, mercury, they're saying they've taken it out, but even the ones that they've taken the mercury out, they need some sort of a heavy metal preservative. So guess what they use now? Aluminum, right? A lot of those have triple the aluminum. Amalgam fillings, fish, seafood, right? Different things like that because of the way we burn fossil fuels. Processed foods, right? The, process, the processing aspect of them adds heavy metals and toxins. Tap water we know has it in there. Anything with high fructose corn syrup because of the processing and then air pollution. So these are things we're getting into our system all the time. Even if we avoid this stuff, we're still getting metals into our system. And the key is we've got to make sure we're detoxing them effectively. One of the keys is minimizing our exposure to any of these things. Minimizing our exposure. If you have amalgam fillings, give me an email. 
I have a great dentist. He's a mercury-free dentist. He was mercury-poisoned um, as a dentist, and he had amalgam fillings, and he was working in people's mouths with, with mercury. And one thing he told me is that the moment he would take the mercury filling out of that person's mouth, it, he couldn't just put it in the trash can. You guys realize that? Yeah. It's an industrial waste product. He had to put it in a special environmentally disposable uh, canister that he would have to send out, right? And so guess what that means? But the whole time it's in our bodies, it's supposedly okay, right, and safe. Those are industrial waste products, and it's only about an inch or two from our brain, right? Very, very, very toxic. And so never get an amalgam filling put in your mouth to begin with, okay? Porcelain would be a lot better, or gold would probably be even better. It's more inert metal, okay? Um, never get the amalgam filling put in. If you do have the amalgam filling, that's definitely something that you want to look at getting out, okay, and as quickly as possible. So we do have a dentist in West Cobb. There's a couple of other guys that are mercury safe, and that's key because if they just pull that filling out, okay, if all they do is just pull that filling out, the moment that that filling comes out, all this vapor is released, goes right into your brain. So they need to make sure that they, they're damming you up, that the, the doctor has to have a gas mask on when he's doing it. There's a whole procedure that goes into it, and there's a detox procedure that goes into it before and after. So you want to make sure if that's you, if you want to do that, that you contact me beforehand so we can do it the right way so you don't get further poisoned. So one of my mentors, Dr. Pompa, and I know Satish listens to all his YouTube videos, Dr. Pompa, P-O-M-P-A, great person to listen to on YouTube, all kinds of stuff, one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. He was mercury poisoned years ago, and that's what changed his life, really got him uh, doing the things that he's doing. And it was because he heard that amalgam fillings are bad. He went to his dentist, got his amalgams taken out. A month later, he was, had chronic fatigue. He couldn't sleep at night. His joints ached. He had all of these toxicity issues. And it took him years to figure out what, what was causing it. So very key that we understand that. Gluten sensitivity. Who knows what gluten is? It is the protein that's in wheat, barley, rye, oats, camut, and spelt. So this protein, unfortunately... Kenneth Fine, who's one of the top gluten researchers in the world, he says it's known to cause an inflammatory response that damages neural tissue, brain tissue, in up to 81% of the general population, four out of five, right, based on his research. So it's four out of five, who's going to take their chances? Not me, right? So let's, and, and reality is this, who here grew up eating bread? Prawn. Me too. I grew up eating spaghetti, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, Bread practically with every meal. Cereal, I don't think I had a meal where we didn't have some sort of a, uh, a gluten-containing grain, okay? And so I've been basically gluten-free for the last couple years, and guess what? I don't miss it at all. So as you start to make these transitions, believe it or not, I mean, you can do this, and you can do it successfully, and you really start to lose the cravings for a lot of those types of foods. Not to mention that those foods right there, that not only are they, do they contain gluten, but they're also inflammatory forming. And they, they, when, we, when our body processes them, we've got to produce a certain hormone. What's that hormone? Insulin, right? And as long as insulin is elevated in our body, we cannot burn what? Fat, that's right. And so it puts us into a fat storage mode. So we really want to start to avoid these gluten-containing foods. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking... We get the holidays coming up, right? How am I going to apply this? We got Thanksgiving, right? All these things. Don't worry, we got you guys covered. Monday, November 22nd, we have the Healthy Thanksgiving Recipe Night. 
and Charmaine is going to be making all kinds of great stuff. I'm going to be making some, some good stuff, right? She's going to be making great stuff. I'll make good stuff, right? So that's uh, kind of how it works. So, but we're going to equip you guys and get you guys ready for Thanksgiving. We're going to do the same thing December 11th, Saturday. We're going to have a healthy, healthy holidays day where we get you guys ready for all your holiday parties, Christmas, New Year's, all that kind of stuff. So we got you guys uh, equipped. We're going we're gonna to teach you how to do this right. Also, going gluten-free, there's a great website where there's all kinds of recipes. www, this is actually my sister-in-law, believe it or not. Really? Um, kitchenblues.blogspot.com. She's a poet, right? kitchenblues.blogspot.com, And she's got all these great recipes. As you can see, I put up a couple pictures of things that you would naturally assume, like muffins and all kinds of stuff that had gluten in them, right? And they taste phenomenal, gluten-free, no, no dairy in there, casein-free, lactose-free, right? All kinds of good stuff in there. So that will be on the handout, so that I'll, I'll send out. Fluoride, very, very toxic stuff, fluoride. So fluoride is in a lot of different things. Toothpaste, right? You want to get fluoride-free toothpaste. That is key. You can get that at at Whole Foods, you can look for a, I got like, I'm using Burt's Bees right now, which is a fluoride-free toothpaste, okay? Um, also, cereals, processed foods, right? They have fluoride in them. Fluoride, one of the big scandals in our society was the whole fluoride scandal. It's a whole big story. I don't really want to go into detail about it, but take my advice. That fluoride is very toxic. So, anything, and the reason why this says juice, soda, tea, wine, because guess what? When they make Welch's juice or any of these juices, do you think that they use well, you know, reverse osmosis filtered water, or are they using what? Tap water. And what does tap water have in it? Fluoride and all kinds of other toxins, right? So obviously that stuff's got it in there. What does this say right here? Teflon pans. Okay. Guess what you do with your Teflon pan? You throw that in the trash can. Exactly. Extraordinarily toxic for your body are the byproducts of the Teflon pan. In fact, DuPont is being sued right now, and they're actually in this big, huge class action lawsuit. However, the unfortunate reality is because of their lobby is strong enough, they've lobbied for more time for research. So I believe it's like 2013. Do you know, Kevin? Do you know? It's like 2013 or something like that when, um, when they finally, what is it? 2015 when like they basically um, have to have all the studies done and Every study that's ever come out in Teflon has shown that it's extraordinarily toxic. So basically, get rid of that. Unfortunately, because of that, because of their lobby and their political power and their money, they're able to keep it on the market and keep selling it to people. But we have got to get rid of those things. What do we use instead? A couple things. Stainless steel is a good one. Um, you can get um, Salad Master. If any of you guys have heard of Salad Master, it's a good one. It's expensive, but it's good. Um, nano glaze. You can go to my website. I've got some recommendations, some links that you can go to to get some of those things. Those are good. Um, fluoridated salts, all the bad salts, all that kind of stuff. Unfermented soy products, right? So soy, very bad for these reasons. Phytic acids bind to major minerals like magnesium, zinc, um, calcium, right? Strip those things out of our body. Enzyme inhibitors, one of the enzymes that they inhibit are, is an enzyme called tyrosine kinase, which is one of the major enzymes in our temporal lobe that helps catalyze and helps consolidate memories. And so it helps to, to inhibit that. So high processed soy consumption is linked with higher levels of dementia, right? Goitrogens, what do we think of when we think of a goiter? 
What, what glands? Thyroid, exactly. So it blocks thyroid hormone production. We also have genocide, which um, different studies have shown, and some of them have shown that um, dramatically affects our estrogen progesterone balances and can throw us into hormonal, hormonal problems. And so we want to avoid these ones. Soy milk, soy protein, soybean oil, basically most of our soy products, soy burgers, all these kinds of things. The ones that we are, are acceptable, tempeh, you can definitely use tempeh, miso, nato kinase, certain types of tofus that are, that are fermented. Okay, but we definitely want to stay away from all this other stuff. So I had a, a mom in here today and um, with her newborn. Newborn got, her, got its first adjustment, little Reagan, um, two weeks old, got her, got, her, got her first adjustment today. And I was asking mom, I was like, so, so how is she feeding? How's she feeding? How's she doing with the breast, breast milk? She's like, oh, she's doing great, doing fantastic with the breast milk, right? And she said, um, yeah, they tried to give her some formula when she was in the hospital, okay? Of course, that formula, do you think it was good or bad for her? Bad, right? Similac, I mean, think about it. I mean, all kinds of artificial flavorings in there, high fructose corn syrup, I mean, you name it, all of these toxins in those infant formulas. It's ridiculous, right? So they want to feed her the, the formula, but... You know, it's not good. Fortunately, she said she kept throwing up the formula. So she's like, you know what? She eats, she was telling, mom was telling me she eats so much that, um, that I went out and I got some soy formula for her. And I was like, man, I am, I was thinking that same. I was like, I am so happy I asked her. I brought this subject up because I was like, bring that soy. Fortunately, she hadn't opened it. I said, bring that soy formula back. That stuff will, 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 is horrible for her. Get her off that stuff. I always tell people if, if you're, if for example, you know, the breast milk's not enough, if it's drying up, Use coconut milk because coconut milk is the closest thing in nature to mother's milk and just water it down, right? Get the can, water it down, right? It's not as good as mother's milk, but you know what? At least you're, you're, it's, it's okay. The good fats in there are great. Is there something that can replace like, lecithin? Yeah, sunflower seed lecithin. It's called sunflower seed lecithin is, is good. Yep, exactly. Um, and so unstable blood sugar. So blood sugar is so key that we stabilize our blood sugar for a healthy brain. And so when we, when we have unstable blood sugar, we eat a bunch of carbs. Like what's the typical American eat for breakfast? So what did I eat? Exactly. This is what I ate and this is what uh, my parents thought was healthy and I thought was healthy too, right? We would get, we didn't get like Fruit Loops, thank God. My kid, my parents didn't put me on tricks, right? I can't even imagine the kids that, that are eating that stuff. But we would get like Cheerios or, um, or Corn Flakes or something like that, like Raisin Bran Right? We thought that stuff was healthy. So we would have that. Of course, we'd get milk, but we didn't want to drink a whole lot of fat. So what kind of milk did we have? Yeah, well, 2% or skim milk or whatever, right? We'd, we'd cut up a banana on there, and we liked orange juice, right? So we drank orange juice. What do all those things have in common? Sugar. They all break down into sugar. So guess what happens to our blood sugar? It goes through the roof, right? So our body has to come out. It's got to secrete insulin in high amounts because blood sugar is high blood sugar is that healthy or toxic? Toxic. People with diabetes that can't control their blood sugar, they destroy nerve endings. They get, you know, they get a diabetic neuropathy in their feet. They can't feel their feet. They, they lose their vision because it destroys the optic nerve. High blood sugar, very neurotoxic. So insulin comes out, lowers the blood sugar, but here's what happens. It'll come out in a high dose, right? We get this insulin spike, okay? Blood sugar goes down, Okay, and it's called re rebound hypoglycemia, right? So you have this sugary meal, and then an hour later, you feel like what? <sighs> Tired, you want to take a nap, you get cranky, sometimes you have headaches, 
right? Things like that. So by you know 10 a.m. in the morning, I, I'm at school and I'm ready to take a nap, right? And so why? Because my blood sugar was all over the place. On top of that, we also get an insulin. Obviously, that insulin spike produces triglycerides, right? High triglycerides. Is that good or bad? Bad, bad right? That's bad. Stores in fat cells and increases our risk of heart disease because high insulin, high insulin is pro-inflammatory. So when insulin is elevated, we cannot burn fat and we promote inflammation in our body. So will everybody repeat after me. When insulin is elevated, we cannot burn what? Fat. And we promote what? Inflammation. Exactly. You guys see that? So we've got to stabilize our blood sugar. And then also what happens is it'll stimulate cortisol, right? We stimulate cortisol. Cortisol is our stress hormone. It's, our, it's considered the stress hormone and the aging hormone. When cortisol is elevated in our body for a long period of time, drains our adrenal glands and accelerates the aging process in our body. Anybody here want to be 40 but look like you're 60? No, right? So we want to keep cortisol down, all right? So alcohol, okay. So this is uh, always a sensitive topic here. We got a couple of them coming up. I got to watch out. Some of you might throw something at me. All right, dehydrates the brain, shuts down the emergency hydration system. So the most sensitive area in your brain is your cerebellum. It's your what? Cerebellum. Cerebellum. That means small brain. When we drink alcohol, our emergency hydration system should kick in, right, and should shunt water up into our brain. But it shuts that down. So what happens? One of the reasons why we start thinking really, you know, loose, right? And uh, exactly, start acting really stupid, okay? And eventually, right, it, can, it causes us to obviously have all kinds of balance problems because cerebellum helps control balance, fine coordination, right? So one of the things they test you on, right, is, is a finger to nose, right? If you get pulled over for a DUI, you got to do a heel to toe walk, things like that because it causes all those problems. So that's why, right, we really want to reduce our, you know, alcohol consumption or keep that minimal. So, you know, even this cat doesn't want to drink this stuff, but they'll lick their own butt. Right, so, good. All right, caffeine. This is another really, really sensitive topic here. Okay, but caffeine immediately shifts our body into a stress response. So instead of the insulin going up, we'll start simulating epinephrine, norepinephrine, adrenaline, right, all of these different hormones, which ultimately start firing up cortisol, and they create a wind-up. So our blood sugar, again, caffeine has an effect where long-term doses of caffeine will cause blood sugar imbalances in our body as well and higher levels of cortisol so that way we'll, we won't burn fat as, as effectively and it will accelerate our aging process. So really high amounts of, caf- of caffeine. I always tell people, you know, it's all right. It's okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, a real big stickler on this. If you want to make sure, you know, if you want to have, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning every now and then, you know, go ahead, have your cup of coffee, Right. Just make sure you're drinking lots and lots of water with what in it? Lemon or lime, right? Exactly. Help neutralize it, right? But here's always the biggest problem. People will tell me they only have one cup of coffee, right? But who knows what size that cup of coffee is, right? Exactly. They got like their biggest thermos. I only had one, one thermos full, right? So what's that? Well, I mean, it doesn't have the caffeine in it. Which, which, is, which can be a positive thing. However, the problem is that it's a, lot to, a lot of times it has to do with the processing and the pesticide content and stuff like that can be bad. If you were to get organic decaf coffee, 
you know, that's probably a better, it's probably a better bet. Right now, here's the thing. If you want to really, caffeine is a stimulant, and, it's, and it can be a performance enhancer if used correctly, right? And so if you want to, in fact, keeping your body very sensitive to it is actually a positive thing because you can use it more to your advantage then. Okay, I would prefer green tea would actually be a better, you know, organic green tea would be a better uh, alternative there, okay? So sleep deprivation. Who's ever been there before? Probably everybody, right? So reduces immune regulation, metabolic control, thyroid hormone, cognitive speed. People are talking to you. You're like, what? Right? <laughs> what? What are they saying? Yeah. Decreased memory. Everything starts looking fuzzy. Got to make sure we're sleeping well. That is so key because guess when our body does the best healing? When we're sleeping. Exactly. Got to make sure we're sleeping well. We're prioritizing that. Okay. And so we should ideally be, be sleeping definitely before midnight. In fact, the best hormone release for, for anti-aging effects is actually if we're sleeping between critical hours, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I always tell people at least before 11, right? That's always my goal. I know in our society it's tough to get to bed before 10. Who does that on a regular basis? Awesome. Jim does. Great job, Jim. All right. We're proud of you, man. It's hard. Yeah, talk, talk, to, talk to Minerva's boss. They've got them work, they got her working all, all night long. Here's another big thing, guys. Artificial lighting is actually really bad. So artificial lighting, right? In fact, uh, it's called malillumination. And uh, what this researcher says is malillumination is to light what malnutrition is to food. That, that, that light is a powerful influence on our body. And so all the artificial lighting that we have in our society, at our computer desks, at our chair, you know, everywhere we go, right, is actually very, very bad. That frequency is very toxic for our body. That's why in this office, all of our lights in here are all natural lighting. So it's all natural lighting. It's got the, the right UV frequency. You know, it's got all the right frequencies, right? I, I had a thing on this slide. I just took it off, but it has all the right frequency this is where it's supposed to be. And you can get that. You can get little small lights. If you go to my website, there's a link uh, to Dr. Mercola's website. He's, he's got them on there. If you're at an office, I still have uh, bulbs left from when we changed this place over. And uh, a couple people, a couple of patients have actually purchased bulbs if they have overheads like this. I think I still have like 10 left, right? And they're really cheap. It's like five bucks a, a bulb. I, I bought them in bulk, of course. So, Yeah, give me an email. Yeah, I'll send that to you. Give me an email about that, okay? Sedentary, that's a good thing for you guys to switch, right? So. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So Minerva is a uh, cardiovascular medicine MD, right? at uh, Morehouse School of Medicine. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And she does research out there and whatnot. So they're trying to switch some things. Well, they did switch all of us. But it's not good? Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. Exactly. That's right. So sedentary lifestyle, guys. This is one of the worst things you can do for your system, right? Movement equals life. Movement equals what? Life. life. That's right. So when we're not moving, when we're sedentary for a chronic period of time, right, a long period of time, we are literally cutting years and years and years off of our life. We've got to make sure we're exercising, okay? So a lot of people will tell me, well, for exercise, I go out and I walk an hour every day or I walk a half hour or whatever it is. I always say, that's awesome. That's your movement. You're getting your movement in, but then we also got to do exercise, right? So movement and exercise are different. They're not the same. Movement is walking, right, doing things like that, getting regular movement in our body. That's key 
Exercise is something where we put ourselves into that state of oxygen debt like we just did earlier, right? That's going to help secrete certain hormones into our system. So we need the combination of both of them. So how about this right here? Poor posture. Okay, this is the time where everybody starts sitting up. But you guys all to do something for me. Bring your head forward like this right here. Take a deep breath and let it out. Good. Now go ahead, bring your head up. Take a deep breath and let it out. How much more oxygen did you get right there? A whole lot more. Studies have shown between 30 and 50% more oxygen content, better breathing habits when we have our head up and our head over, our ear over our shoulder. When we start creeping out like this right here on a regular basis, that's called forward head posture. Very, very dangerous for our body. And what happens is we actually start to, start to get scar tissue building up in these regions that lock it there in space. So now we have a deformed movement information coming into our brain, joint receptor information. And that's called proprioception. Can everybody say that word with me? Proprioception. Very key nutrient for your brain is proprioception. That means joint stimulation into our brain. And so when we have poor joint mechanics and poor posture and damage to our, our spine or nerve system, it causes a, a, a mal, basically just like the malillumination, it causes a mal um, joint receptor, a mal uh, proprioceptive input into our body. And so we have a different environment. Then our brain starts responding to that environment and stress levels go up, cortisol goes up, and it causes a whole stress response in our system. Very, very toxic, bad posture. And so here's what we always got to look at. What will the evolution of your posture and health look like? Who's seen somebody on this end right here, like this? Does anybody think that they just woke up one day like that? No, they don't just like wake, roll out of bed and all of a sudden they're like this. Right, Carol? Because when Carol came in here, what were you like? Like that, right? Now, Carol's probably... You're probably like this right here. We're getting there, right? We're working on it, getting her back up, right? Getting her body moving well. But it takes years and years and years of us moving in that, that direction. And so we've got to really reverse that process or maintain right, ourselves at this high upright position. So very, very key. And when we're looking at this, when we look at forward head posture and damage to the nerve system, a couple critical things that we look at. Like in this office, obviously when we're assessing the brain body function, we've got to look at these x-rays because guess what? When you have that normal natural curve in your neck, look at your spinal cord. Nice, full, and thick, sending all that power, life, and healing out to the body. When you lose the curve in your neck, when your head shifts forward, that starts throwing you into a, a posture pattern that stretches your spinal cord, and that puts tension on it. What does that do to the organs? Are, are those organs healing effectively, or are they dying? dying. They're dying, exactly. And so who here would develop heart disease first? That's right. This one right here, who's going to develop cancer first? That one, exactly. Even if this person's trying to, even though let's say if this person's trying to live a healthy lifestyle, but this person's not, who's still going to get disease first? Exactly, because their body's not healing the way that it's supposed to. It's not rebuilding those normal cells. So look at this right here. We're talking about the brain. This is your cerebellum right here. This is your brain stem, okay? It's your brain stem. Here's what happens. You lose the curve in your neck. It stretches that spinal cord like we talked about. Brainstem gets tugged down, cerebellum's back here, right? Pressure on the cerebellum, pressure on the brainstem right there. And so massive pressure up there. How is this person, how is their mental function going to be? Is it going to be at optimal or is it going to be compromised? Compromised, exactly. And they're building disease in their body. And so 
obviously knowing how critical and how important that nerve system is, right, when there's damage to these areas, what happens to the organs? Are they healing or are they dying? They're dying. So the way that we assess that again is doing these nerve scans. We see exactly what's going on. This person has pressure on their brain stem. You can see that up there. This person has pressure on their brain stem right up there, shutting down organ systems right in their body. And so if you've never had that scan done, right, what's the most important thing you could possibly do, right, in order to, to see how well your body is healing and get it functioning the way it's supposed to? What would be the most important thing you could do? Get, get, get a scan done, right? Exactly. Get the scan done. Exactly. So what we're doing, anybody that's a guest in here right now, this is one of the things, one of our outreaches, anybody that's a guest in, the, in this office, because you're committed to your health, you came out here, what we're going to do typically our evaluations, the scans, the x-rays, everything that we do in our office to really assess your brain-body connection, right? It's usually a $250 value, right? What we do when people come to our workshops, part of our charity and our outreach is really offering that opportunity for you to come in at no charge, right, for that evaluation. So if you're a guest in here, you've never had that done, please raise your hand for me. We can see how many people we have. Okay, so we do have a, a bunch. So if you're a guest in here, keep your hand up. Charmaine's going to go around. She's just going to get you scheduled. The key with that is once if we go ahead when we test, only make that appointment again, right, if this is something that you really are, are there to improve your health, you want to prevent disease and really heal at an extremely high level. And as she goes around, you guys in the back can, can bring your hands down and just raise them as she goes around. But only set that appointment if you are really, really, really committed to really getting healthy and optimizing your potential, okay, because ultimately that's what this is about. And so based on that, when you do come in, when we do a scan, if we see color bars like this, our next step is really to, to bring it back in so we can sit down and let you know exactly what kind of steps we need to take, really set you up on a program and a plan to get healthy and well, okay? And so that's really the next step. And so I know, um, I know Harriet's right over there. And Harriet, can you just share briefly? You can go ahead and stand up just real briefly. Uh, Harriet came in. She had uh, Parkinson's, right? And um, she got this scan done x-rays and we started care and, and what what have you noticed i've had all kinds of problems through the years and they're being eliminated one by one i'm off of three medications completely and almost off of my parkinson's medication which i've been on for 12 years yeah praise god Yep, so she's reversing disease in her body. Great. And we got Deborah right over here. Deborah, I know you had a lot of tremors and issues. And, and can you tell everybody kind of what you've noticed, just real quickly? That's right. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll go right, we'll keep going into this. And don't worry, guys, we're getting up to that brain shake here soon. All right, so our top 10 brain builders. So we're going to talk about 
the most effective things to put into our system, what we need to build our brain. So brain food, one of the key things is keeping our spine healthy and moving, right? And so a lot of you guys obviously making sure we're getting those regular adjustments in, making sure we're doing a lot of our core exercises. A couple of things we do in this office, the, the, the wobble chair exercise, the head weights, the vibration platforms, different things like that are so key for enhancing brain function. And you can see 50%, so spinal joint receptors supply over 50% of the proprioceptive information, right? That key nutrient into our body. The other 50% comes from, of course, our ankles, our knees, right? All of our other joints, but our spine is actually 50%. So it's a very, that good spinal alignment and motion is an essential life-giving nutrient into the brain. That's how you prevent disease, reverse things like Parkinson's and really keep the body healthy. So spinal exercises are key, right? And so if you're a patient here, you're familiar with these. If you're not, we'll teach you about these. Traction, you can do this very, very inexpensive, easy thing you can do at your house, and you could do it an unlimited amount of times, right? Doing traction at your house helps move the bottom of your, basically your skull, your occiput region, and you have a fluid in your, in your spinal cord. It's called cerebrospinal fluid. Who's heard of that before? Cerebrospinal fluid. That's what carries oxygen and nutrients into your soft tissue structures. So when you move your occiput, which is your, the, your skull, the bottom of your skull, and your sacrum, which is the bottom near your tailbone, okay, those two areas are the pumps for that cerebrospinal fluid. So they keep the fluid pumping, right, keeping it clean, keeping it well oxygenated and, and nutrient dense so you can have better brain function and better neurological function. So the wobble chair exercise helps pump the sacrum right on the bottom, and the traction helps pump the occiput on the top. So not only is that enhancing your spine, but at the same time, it's also helping pump that cerebrospinal fluid. And of course, we got the vibration platforms, which provide a lot of movement information and proprioception. Very powerful things for your brain. A great thing, because I know the, um, the vibration platforms are expensive, if you want to get one, get one, you can email me about it. However, a great thing that I recommend that's inexpensive that you can have at your house to kind of replace the vibration is a little trampoline. Get a little mini trampoline and jump on that. Very, very powerful tool, right? That rebounding effect is very powerful and will help stimulate brain function. So very simple, easy thing that you can do for your body. So really good. Then on top of that, we want to add in lots and lots of antioxidants because disease degeneration in our brain, right, comes down to free radical damage. So what kind of damage? Free, free radical, radical damage. damage, exactly. Oxidative stress is what it's called. So antioxidants, which we obviously get in what? <laughs> Fruits and vegetables. You guys see that? Yep, exactly. Are one of the most powerful things, obviously, to, to help enhance brain function. So as we go into this, we're looking at making our big brain shake, right? One of the most powerful, most nutrient, antioxidant-rich foods that we can get is what? Blueberries. Blueberries, right? Very high in anthocyanins. And you guys next week are going to get a newsletter, and it's called something like uh, The Colors of Life. And it's all about all these different colors, right, that food comes in, like red, blue, green, stuff like that, and all the different nutrients that are in those types of foods. But blueberries, very, very powerful brain-enhancing food, okay? Also... We've got this major, major intracellular, okay, meaning within the cell, intracellular antioxidants called glutathione. Who's heard of that before? Big word, but I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it. Glutathione helps our body deal with stress. So you can see all of these things 
come against the cell. These are all the things that are attacking the cell. Poor diet, we talked about that, all those bad things. Air poll you know, pollution, drugs, either legal drugs and illegal drugs, even legal drugs, the ones that your doctor has you on, are still toxic for our body. They still damage cells. Okay, radiation, right, which we're getting from the sun, from the atmosphere, right, from all different types of things. Stress, so anybody here under stress? <laughs> a little bit, right? Um, injury, trauma, burns. So injury could be like a car accident, a slip or fall. Obviously, we know that causes damage to the spine, the nerve system, right? Also, it could be micro trauma injury, meaning bad posture over time. That could be injury. Traumas, burns, okay, aging, right? So as we age, when we age, there's two different ways of aging. Aging successfully and aging non-successfully, right? Most people in our society, they age how? Non-successfully. How do we want to age? Successfully. That's right. So that's why you guys are here because we're learning how to do it, right? So aging. So if we're aging non-successfully, that itself is a bad thing, right? For the cell. And then of course, infections. So you could have infections, whether it's a gut infection, right? A, a virus that's lying dormant in your system. That's why we got to keep that immune system strong, okay? And that comes against the cell and it causes us to lose glutathione. And 90% of our society is deficient in glutathione in their cells because of all this onslaught of stress, they're depleting their glutathione stores. So we got to build that up. How do we build that up? A couple major things. One thing is our healthy protein powders. Okay, the healthy protein, the, the grass-fed whey protein powders like we sell, and I know we're almost out. I'm waiting for, uh, we're getting a shipment. We're actually switching from the Fit365 to the Maximized Living Nature Pro. But this is one of the best things. The, that, what that actually does, grass-fed whey protein powders, you can also go to my website. They, there's, a, um, there's links for, for these powders. But uh, grass-fed whey, pro whey protein from grass-fed cows or goats right, is a very, very powerful source to help boost glutathione content in your body. Not to mention it makes the shakes taste good too. Also, other good sources of glutathione. Asparagus. Who likes asparagus? Great. Who doesn't like it? What do we tell them? Eat it anyways. That's right. You guys know. Carol knows, right? Broccoli, spinach, avocados. So who had any of these things right here this weekend? Awesome. Give yourself a round of applause. Woo! All right. We want to celebrate that. Turmeric. Anybody have turmeric this weekend? Great. Good job, guys. Turmeric, powerful. Sulfur-containing amino acids in our eggs. You can eat them raw. You can also cook them. I like cooked eggs, too. I'll hard-boil eggs. Um... Um, you know, scrambled, sunny side up. But when you cook them, if you're, if you're frying them, what do you cook it in? Coconut oil. That's right. And not on what kind of pan? Teflon, right? Exactly. Garlic and onions. Very, very good. Sulfur-containing amino acids. Also, grass-fed meat sources like grass-fed beef, bison, things like that. And then, of course, our Brazil nuts so we can enhance our selenium stores. Not only is selenium powerful, produces all different types of selenoproteins that are power, make powerful enzymes, but at the same time, selenium also helps our body detoxify mercury, things like that, and actually glutathione itself is a powerful detoxifying agent that, deto that helps our body detoxify toxins out of the cell. So another thing that we're going to talk about, choline. And so eggs, one of the absolute superfoods. So I got an email today from a patient, I don't know if she's here or not, but um, she said she was worried about her kids because she was worried about her kids eating eggs because she was worried about their cholesterol content, right? And this is a common thing that I hear all the time, right? But here's the thing, guys. A lot of you guys have been to some of my workshops. 
Does cholesterol cause heart disease? No. no, right? It doesn't. Cholesterol is a response to inflammation in your body. And so now here's the thing. The terrible triad, which is high LDL, low HDL, high triglycerides, not good, right? Bad thing. But it tells us you're inflamed. We need to de-inflame your system. And the protocols to do that, we have. I mean, that's why we've been able to have a lot of success with that. It's not really that hard to do. We just got to do it, Okay. Now, cholesterol itself, though, is a healing molecule. In fact, your brain is composed of mostly good, you know, good fats, omega-3, right, essential fats, and what? Cholesterol, right? Exactly. So, so key for brain function. we got to make sure eggs, one of the absolute most powerful things we can put in our body for a healthy brain is eggs, right? So if you want a healthy brain, what's one thing you know you can eat? Eggs. Ideally, from cage-free organic eggs, right, if you don't have an allergy. Okay, and so egg yolk, one of the most powerful sources of choline. And choline, phosphatidylcholine, is one of the most, is one of the most important thing, nutrients for your body. In fact, it helps, it helps produce a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine that's critical for basically any kind of excitatory activity in your brain. And so very, very key. Egg yolk, krill, raw milk, and butter. So anybody here use raw milk? Anybody? So raw milk you can get... Um, Mount Perrin North has a drop-off center. I've heard every Thursday morning they have a drop-off center. I'm sure you can Google search Carlson Farms, Carlson Farms, and um, they do raw milk, okay? So you can get raw milk from grass-fed cows and goats, right? Very good. You can also get butter there. Cauliflower, so you're vegetarian. Cauliflower, okay? Sesame flax seeds are sources of choline, but egg yolk is the best. All right, vitamin B12. So very, very key, vitamin B12. And a lot of people, especially as they age, especially in our society, are B12 deficient. This is why. Caffeine and medications hamper B12 absorption, right? So if, you're, if you've been taking medications for a period of time in your life, there's a good chance you might be deficient in B12. That would be a good supplement to get. You go to my website, there's a B12 spray that you can buy, very inexpensive. It's like 10, 15 bucks. You buy a B12 spray and spray it in your mouth. If you've been on medications for a period of time in your life, it would be very, I mean, you can get testing done, absolutely, I would recommend it, but you could also just go ahead and get that and start using it. Caffeine, if you've been drinking lots and lots of coffee throughout your life, things like that, chances are, again, probably B12 deficient, so it would be a good supplement to take. Um, our best sources are grass-fed meats, free-range eggs, right? One of the big problems, though, is as we age, if we're aging unsuccessfully for a long period of time, we're producing less stomach acid, right? And it's harder for our body to break down those, those, um, the, the proteins and, and, and derive the B12 out of those meats. So make sure if you're older, upper, upper in age, you've, you've had health issues, things like that, I would definitely recommend getting a digestive enzyme. We have digestive enzymes over there. You can get digestive enzyme before you eat those meat sources. It'll help you metabolize that more effectively, okay? Another great source would be to get the protein powder because you'll get an absorbable source of B12, an absorbable source because it's broken down, right? It's a little bit easier to absorb. And they have digestive enzymes in there to help you kind of metabolize it more. There's the B12 spray. And so this is the spray right here. And so older individuals with low levels of B12 are at increased risk of having brain atrophy or shrinkage. Also, if you have a chronic cough, a lot of people come in my office, they have chronic cough, right? Constantly clearing your throat. Could be a number of things. Could be food allergies, issues like that. However, um, there's research out there 
that has shown that a B12 deficiency causes the cells, the epithelial cells in your trachea to become closer to threshold and to fire, right? Causing more itchiness and more sensation, causing you to want to clear your throat all the time. So it could be a B12 deficiency as well. It's a public health problem, right? Carol. B12 shots will do it as well. They're just more expensive and, and more invasive. I would recommend the B12 spray. Yeah. Yeah. She put me on the gotcha. Is she regularly testing you? She does every six months. Good. How, that's that's <laughs> key. That that you know. Personally, I'd rather do a spray than than a shot. Right. Yeah. So exactly. All right. So um, zinc necessary for proper function of over 200 enzymatic reactions in the body. Another thing that a lot of people are are commonly deficient in is zinc for a couple of reasons. One is phyt phytic phytic acids, phytates in their, in their system. We talked about phytates commonly found in soy products, right? Also our grains and legumes. And so those grains also contain phytic acids that help bind to zinc, magnesium, calcium. So very common deficiency, pink salts, pumpkin seeds, free range meats, good sources of these things. Okay, so pumpkin seeds. And then obviously we gotta make sure we're regularly hydrated. Look at this. 98% of Americans are regularly dehydrated, right? We all are during the course of the day. So we got to make sure we're constantly pumping it in to our system. Minimum 50 ounces of water a day, right, into our system. And so we got to keep drinking. Lack of water is the number one cause of daytime fatigue, right? And it will literally all, remember, our nerve system is really, right, made up of fat and water, and it conducts an electrical current. So we got to make sure we're well hydrated in order to effectively conduct that electrical current. So very, very key that we're drinking throughout the day. Well, oh, here's another slide like that. Ready, guys? <laughs> Quick memory. Trace minerals. See that? <laughs> Trace minerals right there. Okay? So we got good salts, pink salts. We need to make sure we got uh, our magnesium in our system. Who uses these brags right here? Yeah. Yep, those are good things, right? Brags, you can get kelp in there. You can get all kinds of good stuff, real good stuff. Fats I heal. So some good fats. Right, one of them is what? Avocados, right? So there's John and Vicky. They have named after John's. Um, hey, Kevin, can you run back there and grab one of those avocados out of my? Uh, out of my, I forgot to bring it out. <laughs> named after John's grandfather, the Hickson avocado, right? So he he developed a farm in South Florida, right? And they have the Hickson avocado, and so we've got one. It's not ripe. If it was ripe, I cut it open. People can sample it, right? So. One of these big boys, right? These Florida avocados right here. This is the Hickson. Guys, he'll sign autographs later. And so uh, the Hickson avocados, these are good, right? Want to make sure that we have a... We would, but it's still rock hard. So, all right. Coconut, okay? So coconut products, right? We know coconut's amazing. Hemp and flax, olive oil. We're going to show you how to put this all together, okay? Omega-3s. So we got to make sure, guys... We're getting those high-quality omega-3s in our system. So key for healthy brain function, and so many people are deficient in these. What I recommend is the Nordic Naturals, okay? Omega-3D is, is actually the one that I recommend. You get some vitamin D in there, as well as the omega-3. The reason why I like this is it's got the optimal EPA to DHA ratio, which is a 3 to 2 ratio, um, and it also has the highest amount that I've seen so far 
um, of EPA and DHA per serving. You get the best value as far as that goes. Our minimum dose, okay, is a gram and a half daily. That's one teaspoon of that, um, of that high quality omega-3 oil. So that's something that we definitely want to do it. If you really, really, really want to powerfully enhance your brain function quickly, one thing you can do is this. You can do a super dose and get about 5 to 10 grams daily, right? Take a couple tablespoons of it. Split it up, though, during the day. Make sure if you're burping it up, which you shouldn't, right? But if you are, you're having trouble digesting it, you may have gallstones and maybe issues with your gallbladder, or the oil may have gone rancid. Here's a couple rules. You pop open a thing, and it smells like rotten fish. It is rotten fish. It's rancid, right? The moment you open it and break the seal, it needs to go where? Refrigerator. Refrigerator, exactly. And so you also don't want to expose it to high heat, right, or light and things like that for a long period of time. And ideally, a bottle, you actually, believe it or not, want to get it in smaller bottles because you really want to go through it in a month. I mean, you should be going through this stuff in a month. And so that way, there's no chance it's going to go rancid. So we definitely want to make sure we're doing that. Yeah, guys, this is one of the most powerful nutrients you could put in your body for healthy brain function. I mean, I swallow this stuff up. It's brain fuel. Your, your neurons, are, are, they depend on cholesterol, water, okay, saturated fats, good, healthy, saturated fats, which, believe it or not, are one of the best things, again, for your brain, like eggs have, right? And then high-quality omega-3 fatty acids like this, EPA and DHA. So very, very key. What's that? You can do capsules. The problem is this, is that you actually get a lot more bang for your dollar getting it out of the oil. So you actually save money and get a lot more getting in the oil than you do the capsules. However, for whatever reason, if, if you're an individual that really has trouble with the oil, even though this brand tastes like lemon oil, okay, if you really have trouble with that, you can use the capsules. Where I recommend the capsules if you travel all the time, they, ha they, can, they can last without being refrigerated, whereas this stuff needs to be refrigerated right away. So very, very key. All right. Flaxseed oil, it's harder. You, you, you definitely need lots of enzymes to break it down. Um, you, you def it's hard for your body. It's hard for your liver. Most people don't convert very effectively unless they're very young and they have a very non-toxic liver because there's two key enzymes that, need to, that your body needs, these uh, desaturase enzymes, that uh, your liver, it's, so it puts a lot of toll on your liver. Okay? So if you are a vegetarian, vegan, I would recommend there's a Udo's oil okay, where you can get it with the algae in it as well. That's the best choice, but I would recommend that people get on the fish oil, okay? Another key fat is the gamma linoleic acid, okay? We can get this in evening primrose oil, borage oil, black currant seed, or hemp oil. So hemp makes a lot of great products. You can get hemp milk, hemp seed, hemp oils, right? Things like that. We're going to use the hemp oil in the shake today. Loaded with gamma linoleic acid, GLA, which is powerful for brain function and overall for hormones, too. I always talk about this in our healthy hormone workshop. So very, very good. And then of course, our turmeric, right? So turmeric, extraordinarily powerful superfood to reverse aging, reverse wrinkles, de-inflame our system. Part of having a healthy brain is stopping the inflammation in our body. Most people are chronically inflamed. We have got to stop that inflammatory cascade and really get our body healing the way it's supposed to. Putting turmeric in our foods is powerful for that. On top of that, of course, making sure we're getting out in the sunlight. Sunlight helps stimulate the release of serotonin. Lack of sunlight, lack of serotonin, lack of mood regulation. So what kind of medications do they give you? Serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? SSRIs, right? Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. But guess what? We go out in the sun, that's going to naturally, and we exercise, 
exercise and sunlight, those two things alone have shown and, and studies to be way more powerful than, than the SSRIs in studies, right? And so we just got to get our bodies moving, get our bodies outside, do these kinds of things. So key. So vitamin D levels. is always a common question that I get with the vitamin D. Okay, don't worry, guys. Brain shakes coming up. I know people are getting restless. But this is key, okay? A lot of people will get their vitamin D levels tested, but on the blood test itself, it'll say that if you're under 32 nanograms per milliliter, that you're deficient. However, new research has come out. It's actually showing, believe it or not, this has actually been changed too. This is old. It actually needs to be over 60 nanograms per milliliter. Okay, so most people, even when they start taking vitamin D, they still stay deficient. And you want to avoid prescription vitamin D because for anything, for anything to be a prescription, it has to be synthetic. Same thing with prescription um, fish oil, right? It has to be synthetic, meaning man-made, right? Meaning that there's preservatives in there, there's all kinds of toxins, and it can't be the same thing found in nature. So when they do that, like for example, the vitamin D, when it says vitamin D fortified milk, or if it's a prescription vitamin D or any of those kinds of things, it's vitamin D2, not vitamin D3. And so vitamin D2 is called ergocalciferol, and it's not good for your body, whereas the colcalciferol, the 25-OH, um, is key. That's what we really need in our body. That's a vitamin D3. So we really want to be our levels, honestly, between, between B to be between 60 and 100 nanograms per milliliter. Now, I've had a lot of patients that have taken a lot of vitamin D, gotten their levels up real high, and I'm not concerned about that because for you to be to get toxic levels of vitamin D, it's got to be toxic. It's got to be high doses for a long time. So I had a lady today, a cancer patient. She, I don't know if she's here today, but she said that she just got tested again. She's been doing the high doses. It was 191, right? And I said, okay. I said, you know what? I'm not concerned about that because here's the thing. Your body's going to go through it quickly. When you're under stress, you're going to start to run, run through this. I said, stop taking vitamin D, right? We're going to test you in six months. We'll see where you're at. You'll probably be about 100, right? And so you'll probably be right where you need to be. So I say, you know what? That's not, not necessarily a bad thing. We got it up high level, okay? And so, all right, guys, ready for the big brain shake? You ready for this? Okay, the moment you guys have been waiting for. So can somebody hit the light on this side? That'll be good. All right. So here we go. Can somebody hit the light just for this side? Just for this side. It's right on the wall. All right. These plastic. Let's get the paper cups. Yeah. Because we don't want to put it in plastic. Yeah, I will. I will email. Make sure that you guys put in your email up there because I will email. All right. So first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to put a couple of these nuts in here. So now when I make this shake, guys, I'm going to be really creative and funky with this because I want novelty to uh, enhance my brain, right? So I'm going to be real creative and funky with this. You don't need all of these ingredients. Don't think if you don't have all these ingredients, you can't do it. That's not true. You can do, definitely do this. But I'm going to have fun with this. So what do I have here? Macadamia nuts. So I'm going to throw a couple of those in there. Who is here for our healthy recipe night in September? You guys saw me make a healthy uh, grainless cereal, right? So I put a couple of these nuts in there. Brazil nuts. Why do we like Brazil nuts? Selenium, that's right. High in selenium, which is so key for us. Let's pop. You want to pop that open for me? Great. 
All right, I'm going to throw a little bit of, what's this right here? Almond, almond butter. Who likes almond butter? Good stuff right here. We're going to put a little almond butter in here. I'm going to put all my nuts in there first. All right, so we're going to get this thing going. All right, we're going to put a little, some pumpkin seeds in. All right, there we go. Um, pop, pop that open. I'll also use this, though. All right, good. So what I'm going to do just real quick here is blend this up. Oh, not on. Not plugged in. Got to turn the power on here. That's right. All right, guys, ready? Back up front row. All right, wasn't that effective? <laughs> All right, actually it was. Actually, actually it was. Did a good job. Okay, so we got some of those in there. Now, what do we have here? Coconut milk. Now, preferably, what I like best is the can. Okay, I like this. Who likes this one? Who likes this one? Who likes this one? Who likes this one? Okay, so she likes them both. Okay, so I prefer the thick one. Okay. However, when you've got um, lots of mouths to feed, we are going to go ahead, we are going to use this one right here, okay? So we're going to thin it up. The reason why I like the thick whoop, is that the thin does have some things that I'm not a huge fan of. And so I'm trying to contact this company. But nevertheless, it's still probably the best thing out there, better than the rice milks and the almond milks. All right. Whoop. I think I put too much in there. This is going to be interesting because I still got lots of blueberries to put in there. All right. Okay, so here we go. We're going to get blueberries in. Absolutely, I'll need another one. So we're going to put our frozen blueberries. What do blueberries have in them? Antioxidants, that's right. Seeds? These ones don't really. Okay, but they have antioxidants, particularly anthocyanin, right? Got it? All right, so we're going to get lots of blueberries in there. This is going to be an interesting shake. I put too much coconut milk in there. That's right. All right, so it'll be interesting to see how this comes out. Always an experiment when it comes to me. That's right, that's right, you got it. All right, so we're going to put some other things in here. Okay, what is this right here? Salt, right? We're going to put a little bit of salt because we get, what, trace minerals, right? Trace minerals in there. Of course, we've got to put lots of, this is actually, believe it or not, this is orange, turmeric, okay? And don't worry, I know everybody's going to freak out when I put that in there, okay? By the way, so this is cinnamon right here. Why would we put cinnamon in there? Antioxidants, number two on the antioxidant list, also helps stabilize blood sugar. Who here hates these little lids, right? It's like, I just want to dump this thing in there. All right, we're going to put a bunch in there. And then we're going to take the turmeric, and we're going to put a bunch of the turmeric in there as well. Okay. What else can we put in there? Let's see. Oh, yeah, we definitely want the, that. Yep. All right, so this is going to be um, a good little experiment. Oh, get that protein powder. Where's that protein powder? It's right in there. 
Okay, we've got to get protein powder in here. We're going to put raw egg in there, though, too. All right, so I got protein powder right here, guys. So we've got protein powder. This has also got cocoa in it, okay? And coconut is, cocoa, I'm sorry, is very rich. It's grass-fed whey protein. And cocoa is very, very rich in, <laughs> not what you want on there. This is not the right order, okay? This is uh, going to make a little mess, but. All right, here we go. All right. All right. So this is grass-fed from grass-fed cows, whey protein. Very, very good stuff. So we're going to let it sit there for a minute. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to need some cups here quickly. All right, guys, you never know. It's always an experiment, right? Kevin, you want to handle that? <laughs> All right. So there's other things we could put in there. We could put some eggs in there. We can put all different types of stuff in there. I'm going to make sure I've got this. So we can definitely put eggs in there. Um, you could even, if you wanted to, you could put avocados in there, especially if you were a vegan. right? So if you're a vegan, you just will not eat eggs. right? You can put the avocado in there because the avocado, again, helps, helps produce glutathione in your body. It's another good fat source, another creamy fat source. Try that out, too. See how that came out. So remember, I made a mistake on that. Okay? I put in way too much coconut milk. You guys see that? You want to put the blueberries in there, then I would have put the protein powder, then I would have put the coconut in there, okay? So that's how I would have done that. That would have worked a little bit better. I would have also could put in the raw eggs, okay? So the raw eggs are powerful. I would have put in the fish oil. Of course, I would put the eggs in and the fish oil later, right? After I've already made the shake, right? So after everything's blended down, then I would put the eggs in and I would put the fish oil so that way they don't get, they don't, they're not denatured by high heat with the blades, okay? That's key. We just kind of want to stir them in, in a sense, right? So we put it in there, put it on stir, you know, stir it kind of right up. And so that'll work good. You can also use the hemp oil, right? We got the hemp oil in there. And uh, how is that? All right. All right, definitely needs more stuff. Drink it down. Yep. Sorry about this, guys. This is always a, uh, an experiment. All right. Put more protein powder in there. I mean, it's good. It's good, but we'll, we'll put more protein powder in there for sure. Put like another two scoops. And then, and then blend it up. And then put in a little bit of hemp oil. Put in some of that fish oil that I think is over there. And uh, if you have room, you can put in some egg, okay? Just be careful with that blending. I always start it down here. Blending is really kind of an art, so you got to kind of know. <laughs> and I obviously am not good at it, right? So anyways, 
Okay, so that's our big brain shake, and I'm also going to send you guys a recipe for that. The key is that we understand, what, and he's, he's going to make that, and we'll make a second one if we need to so everybody can get a, a good clipful um, and try that out. And that, is, that should be thick, and it will also really supply you with a lot of good nutrients. The coconut fats are incredible for your brain. Obviously, he's going to put the, the fish oil in there, all kinds of good stuff. So with that being said, guys, this right here is what you do to support your system. This is an incredible meal, right, that you can have in the morning, okay, after a workout, after a high-intensity workout. You can have it later in the day, right, um, at night. I mean, you can have this anytime during the day. Kids love it as well. So kids absolutely love these shakes. So it's phenomenal for kids. So if you want to reverse ADHD, those types of things, you have an autistic child, whatever it is, this shake is absolutely phenomenal and it will help your body burn fat more effectively as well. So build brain and burn fat. Who's happy about that? Who's excited? Let's hear ya. Woo! All right, good. All right, so with that being said, guys, remember everything that we're doing when it comes to health, it's always about supporting the very system that God put in our body to control everything. Our entire life experience is based on our brain-body connection, just like we talked about. So obviously, if you had that chance to get the scan, you know, make sure you take advantage of that. And then finally, to close, guys, um, we do have, and I have flyers here if anybody wants them. You can bring them out if you know any places where you can put them. Monday, November 22nd, we are going to do a recipe night in here focused on Thanksgiving-style recipes, right? So Charmaine's going to do some incredible dishes, right? Charmaine, what are you going to be doing? It's going to be incredible. That's right. That's right. I know for me, that's right. I know for me, one of the things I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be showing you guys how to make, how to ferment and make your own sauerkraut, right? Yeah, so it's going to be really cool. So that's one thing that I'm going to do. Okay, so we're going to have some good stuff as far as that goes. So that is coming up two weeks from today. Okay, so make sure you get signed up. Now, typically, um, for this workshop, for the ingredients and everything, it's usually $10, okay? It's usually $10 if you sign up by the, end of, by the end of the day, Saturday, this week, okay, if you sign up, all right, it's just $5 for you, okay? That way we get a really good idea of who's coming, okay? Yeah, you're going to have an amazing meal. Yep. That's right. Yep, exactly. So make sure that you guys get signed up for that workshop. Like I said, from now through the end of the day, Saturday, it's just $5 to sign up. Next week, it goes up to $10. So make sure you get signed up. Sign up a couple of your friends. We can only fit about 80 people in here max. So this, this workshop will definitely fill up, so you want to make sure that you get signed up for that. If you want to wait around and get a brain shake, come right up, and uh, Kevin and I will, will try to help you out up here and we'll make sure we make enough shakes so everybody gets something all right and uh any kind of questions that you have i'm here to help you guys love you guys also um we do have fish oil that's one thing if you don't have fish oil I definitely would recommend that you guys get that and anybody who gets fish oil tonight you'll get another free sample fish oil because i only have a certain amount all right so great awesome guys you have a and that's the podcast for this week. 
don't forget to check out our new website. Just log on to www.exodushc.com. See you next time. Thank you.